uh, kind of a cool thing that I did uh, over vacation. I came in, I told these guys about, and I said, man, you really got to check it out. And, uh, you know, I, I joke because I say Chicago's in my blood because I grew up near there. Um, I was born in Blue Island, Illinois, and I, I grew up uh, spending summers with my with my grandma in Evergreen Park. And I, south side of Chicago is kind of how I grew up, even though I was in a f- south suburb. But I joke around because I spent a lot of time in Chicago. And then every time we go up to Chicago for radio school, I take these guys out somewhere where I think we're going to go for lunch. And I end up getting lost every single time. He does. He's the worst. It's funny. but and so It's early dementia. So for uh, Valentine's Day, my wife got me this really cool thing. It, it's, it was a, a tour called Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, a speakeasy tour from Chicago Prohibition Tours is the name of the company. And we just had to find a time to do it. And luckily, we were up in Chicago over the last week, and man, this was the coolest thing. I, I, I kind of went into it with some trepidation because it was a walking tour, and you know how I feel about physical exercise. I know, unless Don't like it. Unless there's a drink at the end right. of the tour. Uh, the good news here is drinks were during the tour. Oh. Uh, and it was a whole thing about <clears throat> the prohibition, and it was a really cool look into old-timey Chicago, and I recommend it if you are anywhere near Chicago during your vacation season. Uh, get in touch with these guys and get a tour scheduled for you and your party. And Jonathan was your tour guide? Yes. And now you've convinced him to come and give away his tour for free no, on the radio. that is not true. I, I bought <laughs> tours for all you guys, uh, except for except you, because you can't go. Um, but here's the, I will tell you, because we have him on the all phone, right. he's going to tell us in just a second. But this is, so we're waiting at the place where the tour starts, my wife and I. We get there, and we, like, order a Guinness, because we're waiting. And we picture, like, a guy is going to show up, and he's going to be, like, a tour guy, right? And that's kind of why I didn't want to do it, because it's like, oh, God, it's going to be some stuffy tour thing. Mm-hmm. The guy shows up, I didn't even know he was the tour guide oh. because he looks just like a guy you would see downtown Chicago and that's what made it really so it was a really cool laid back experience maybe that's his angle he just he's, he's not affiliated with him at all might not even be the guy I Jonathan is that the deal <laughs> Jonathan uh, no tech is yeah on the phone no I, I... I'll, I'll I'll be really honest with you. I, I I just showed up. I made everything up. None right. of it was true. He's got a car I, I didn't even realize that Dude. was an actual tour. Then you know what? It was cool because I I bought everything hook line and beats the hell out of holding up that cardboard sign. That wasn't working anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now normally the, the the clients that you take on the tours, you just give them the tour and they quit bothering you, right? It doesn't. Hey man, it's me. Remember what we were talking? They don't call you up and you don't always give out your number, right? Is that how it goes traditionally? Well, yeah, traditionally, I mean, I would say that's probably about 95% of the case. But, I mean, I've, uh, over the course of eight years of doing this tour, I've made friends, honestly, all over the world. So oh. it's, not, uh, it's, not, it's not unusual that I, that I keep in contact with people that want to keep in contact with me. So, okay. Um, well, this, it's, it's, I, I will say being on the radio is probably in the one, one percentile of that. But. Well, don't get all excited. This is going to be a miserable experience yeah, for you. You're not going to like it. <laughs> You're not going to like oh, it. <laughs> I just because it's a thing that Dwyer does. He when his UPS man retires and moves to Florida, he still calls him up with questions and things. I'm like, dude, the guy's retired. He wants to be left alone. Yeah, but he, he, knows, he, he, he knows he did. He knows he's working with UPS. <laughs> I right. need to know that crap. All right, so Jonathan, how? When, and this is legit, right? When you go and apply to be a tour guide at one of these places. They don't like quiz you to see how much you know. They hand you the facts, or did you get hired based on? Wow, you know a lot about this thing. How would you like a job, kid? Well, 
so it, actually what it was is I am the founder and one of the owners of the tour. So this was actually oh, my baby um, that I created. <laughs> Which I was, I'm glad, With, uh, I'm glad Billy <laughs> asked that question because I was thinking, again, I was thinking like some tour guide, like out of the David Lee Roth California Girls yeah. video. You know what I mean? But you are not that, you just, you turned your love and desire for knowledge about Chicago's history into in, a business. Into a business. Another thing about it that makes it cool. Yeah, Just well, it was. Go ahead. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things where you know, I mean, we. Here's the deal: is it, when I take a tour, and I do enjoy taking tours when I go to other cities. I don't want. I mean, it, it's fun, and I get it, but I don't really want the show where you're getting up there and you're you're placating me or whatever. Like, I'll be real honest. I could get up there and do the whole Chicago accent thing, and hey, I'm Johnny Bones, so let me tell you about Chicago and all that kind of. That's not who I wanted to be. I wanted to be the guy that it's a history tour. I'm, I'm going to tell you the tour like I'm talking to my friends, you know, okay. like, hey, kind of like you guys have been doing all morning. Like, fun yeah. fact, let me tell you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that makes perfect sense because I can't tell you how many of the original House of the Rising Suns I've seen in New Orleans. None of them are. That's, so I don't, you yeah. know, every time yeah, I go, sure. and, and there's no ghost when I go to Nashville or right. whatever, you know, right up in that tower. That's what it is. That's what they tell me, at least. I don't know. So uh, my mom is a U.S. history tour uh, teacher, retired, and there's a lot of misconceptions about Chicago and prohibition and corruption and all of that. So Dwyer was telling me that you kind of cut right through all of the misconceptions, get to the reality behind it. Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I would say that the, the biggest problem with everything that everybody thinks they know about prohibition is largely because of what they've seen in, you know, on television and movies. Right. And so our thing is basically, so here's what you've seen. Now we're going to cut through a lot of that BS and we're going to show you the real history. And I'm a, a firm believer of, of um, the truth being stranger than fiction. So, um, you know, we, we cut through all the Hollywood kind of stuff. And it, it's not to say that none of that existed because some of it did, but um, we cut through a lot of that stuff and then we just get to the heart of it. I mean, you know, from, from the beginnings, a uh, hundred years before prohibition actually took place, all the way through the ending of prohibition and even still, you know, it's legacy. So it's impact on the United States, you know, a hundred years later. So, so Jonathan comes and sits down and, and, and we all, we all are having our drink at our first place. And he says, I'm just going to tell you right up. What you think you know about this is, is just what you've seen on TV. And very little of that's true. I was kind of crushed at the beginning. I'm like, Oh no, but you're right. The truth is stranger than fiction. And I, I, and exactly how you guys, exactly how you described it made it that much more interesting because some of that stuff existed. It just wasn't how it was supposed to I, – I, it's a class war, and that's really what it was all about. So I thought it was really cool. Are you still there? Yeah. Th that mean, was a question. exactly right. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, so I'm not having a little bit of, uh, uh, of trouble hearing uh, Greg there, but um, uh, yeah, no, it's um, it, that's exactly right. Which is, it's 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 breaking through that stuff and talking about what prohibition really was and making it more about. And, and it's true. It's, it's somewhat of a class war. Um, it's also, you know, I mean, without giving away too much, but uh, it's also. There's a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment with prohibition, a lot of anti-Catholic sentiment with prohibition. Um, and so it's really breaking down how really at the end of the day, you know, it, 
the, the people that prohibition really affected were were the poor um, or the immigrant class and things like that. So uh, whereas the wealthy, their lives really didn't change all that much. That's exactly what my mom says. That prohibition, if you were rich, prohibition didn't really affect you at all. It didn't matter. Those rules were not for you. Correct. 100% correct. How do you feel about hiring an 80-year-old lady to do some of these tours? Hey, listen, (laughs) right now you are talking, post-COVID, you are talking to the staff. (laughs) All right, I tell you what, Jonathan. Give her my number. No, 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 no. before I do that, I got to give you a warning. Go to my Facebook page and see her commentary of my my fireworks display. (laughs) You might rethink that offer. So anyway, she's Um, got her wits about her. Well, now I have to. One one of the things I thought was so cool, and again, it's hard to talk about this without doing spoilers, and especially because uh, I got tickets for everybody on the staff to come up when we go to this big radio convention in, in August. Uh, so I know that, you know, giving a tour is about giving information. And so I'm not asking for spoilers. But one of the things you said that I thought was so cool was about Al Capone and how people, you know, y- you worked for Al Capone. He was a great guy to work for and he was an awful guy to not work for. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll give you this slight caveat. I don't know if it's so much a great guy to work. I mean, I would imagine being terrified of him from, from if you worked for him. I would say that in terms of the people that really loved him, uh, it was the neighborhood people. Um, the, uh, you know, the guys in the, uh, the neighborhoods that he, uh, that he controlled. In fact, if you've got a moment, I'll give you this, this quick story. One of the guys, some, I get all these fun, stories when people come out on the tour because the reality is if your family goes back far enough to Chicago, there's almost 100% chance that somewhere, someone down the line, someone is connected to all of this stuff. So um, this older gentleman comes comes out of the tour tells me that his great-grandfather was gambling in one of Capone's dens. He comes walking out one day and here comes Capone and they kind of knew each other because they lived in the neighborhood and Capone looks at him and says, how much you know, expletive money did you just lose downstairs? And the guy gives him the, the figure, and Capone pulls a lot of cash out, peels off some bills, refunds them the money, and goes, don't let me ever expletive catch you in a place like that again. <laughs> so in the neighborhoods that he controlled, he, he was kind of this Robin Hood-esque figure, which wasn't necessarily based on altruism because he's gaining favor, so they won't turn him in. But I would say it's more the neighborhoods that really loved him than even the people he worked for. But to answer your original question, yeah, much better to work for him than against him yeah. by it's, far. It's not like you had any choice. I mean, if you enjoyed you know, living, well, yeah. then he's a yeah. great guy to work for. The work conditions <laughs> might suck, but and it's sort, it's sort of yeah. like well, right. that, that tradition carries. I remember the story about John Gotti, and he would do the same thing. John Gotti, a mobster in his neighborhood, they talked about, well, in he, around here, they sure seem to appreciate him. And they cut to footage of him on the 4th of July, and he's got the Grucci family doing a fireworks display in this little <laughs> burg in New York. And they're like, of course they love it. Look at this. It's better than what's going on behind sure. the Statue of Liberty, man. <laughs> I don't know. People don't seem to have a problem yeah, 100%, with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So um, yeah, no the the neighborhood kids got to uh, recognize his, and he had this big Cadillac. And if you don't know, by the way, once the government sees a lot of his assets, his armored Cadillac is what FDR rode down Pennsylvania Avenue in for his inauguration. I have no idea. Um, I didn't know that. But, uh, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, there you go. And, Fun fact, FDR's initial inauguration was in Capone's car. And, wow. and Capone's tentacles... Um, but he used to, the kids recognize it. I'm sorry, Capone's tentacles reached way up, like I'm from Fox Lake, and where we vacation up in Wisconsin, he's got a resort there, and his... Uh, retreat house in McHenry was is been converted into like a church, and it's got underground passages, and it's it, to ev- evade the police. And the one place up in Wisconsin, there's gun turrets and towers that are still there. And you know, it, it was one hundred percent. Yeah, it was justified as well. I'm you know I'm a businessman, and I need security. Yeah, but with guys with Tommy guns, it's 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 a cabin in Wisconsin. So. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he, he was, if you had booze in the Midwest, there's a 90% chance that Capone had his hands in it, even if you were paying him to be able to run your business, um, you know, even in, so uh, if you guys don't know, Templeton, Iowa, you know, where Templeton Rye is from, I don't know if we can use it, sorry, I don't know if I can You can, can say, say whatever you want, program, this is but, Iowa, man. Um, <laughs> Okay, great. So um, the reason that they have, or used to, I don't know if the bottle still does, the reason they have on their bottle the good stuff is because supposedly that area of Iowa is where Capone got his favorite whiskey, and he referred it referred to it as the good stuff. And so, uh, you know, literally Capone was, if you got booze in the Midwest, Capone was likely involved. And so that's like an old world or uh, an age gone by version of a celebrity endorsement <laughs> putting the good stuff right? yeah, yeah, exactly it's right. the first okay. right. uh, Tiffany Tiffany exactly. has a question and Jonathan I wish I could remember but I, when we were at the second location uh, I was by I was by then drinking Malort so I um, I don't remember uh, she says I'm just curious uh, do does he talk about John Looney at all on this tour and if you did, I'm glad Who's I'm retaking. John Looney. John Looney must be another mobster, or yeah, John Looney is. So he's actually the basis for the character of John Rooney in the movie Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks, um, and he was based out of yeah, it was based out of Rock Island. Started off as a lawyer, um, and then. Uh, became a bootlegger. Well, he was everything. He was, uh, uh, he ran, uh, brothels. He ran, um, speakeasies, a little bit of gambling joints. In fact, at one point, his organization, he had more illegal gambling dens at one point than Torio did before Capone took over in Chicago. But yeah, Looney was a huge figure in, in, in the Quad Cities area. Um, never really made it up to Chicago. I'm sure that the, the groups had some level of dealings with each other, but um, only because there's not really a connection to Chicago. Everything on our tour obviously tries to revolve around the city of Chicago, so I don't really get into um, John Looney, but I certainly know of him and who he was. Okay. And where does your knowledge base come from? Is it just a healthy curiosity? Did you do well in school? Did, Did you, you have my mom's class? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, like I like I said at the beginning, I'm making all this stuff up. I'm, I'm not even sure what I just told you. Was <laughs> no, correct. Uh, but, great. Uh, Here's my forty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, actually, it's it's. Uh, I was a terrible student, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Um, but I had a. I always did have kind of a. Uh, affinity for history, particularly where Chicago is concerned. I was actually failing a, uh, um, a history class junior year simply because I wasn't doing the work. I was passing the test, but I wasn't doing the, the homework and stuff. And my history teacher, Joan Van Heist, if I can give her a shout out, basically pulled me over and, you know, just said, what the hell's wrong with you? You contribute, you do all this stuff and you clearly know what you're talking about on some level just do the homework. And so I ended up passing the class with a B. Um, and I actually credit her for, for being one of the inspirations to do this. But it really what it comes down to is just being somewhat of a history nerd, particularly where Chicago is concerned and seeing an opportunity because no one was doing exactly what we do. There's crime tours, there's gangster tours, but no one was approaching it from uh, what created these guys, which was prohibition, the era, and then a speakeasy tour. And so when you combine what everybody wants to know about Chicago, which is all the old time gangsters with, oh, and by the way, we're going to drink along the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, take my money. Mm-hmm. And oh, and yeah. if you're hoping if you go on this thing and you're hoping that Jonathan will teach you the secret knock that they used to do so that you could get into the back room. Um, according to my mother, there was none of that code and knocking, and they would slide, and you'd have the password. That's what, at least, that's what she said. It sounds like your mother is already ready to give yeah. the tour. If I, I mean, be seriously, honest. I mean, she's, she she seems to be right on it. She would get angry at the misconceptions because those are the dumb dumbs who didn't pay attention in her class. Yeah. We went over this in chapter five. I told you to be on the quiz. <laughs> One thing Jonathan does cover, though, is why. Those weren't necessary, and that's a cool thing that I don't want you to. I don't want you to give, but th- there's a reason that all this secretive knocking and all that stuff that plays out on television wasn't necessary. That I didn't know until yeah. I took this tour, and I'm like, oh, well, now it makes sense. And I had a lot of those moments in the tour where I'm like, oh, I get it now. And so that's what's so cool about it. And if you if you're gonna be in Chicago, I think you should totally uh, you should totally check it out. We we put a link to it at twodorks.com. It is just a uh, it's just a cool way to spend three hours. And, and I'll tell you what, Jonathan, when when Dwyer comes back, all excited to the level that he is, and he was telling me that's a pretty valid and legit endorsement because he will he'll he gets excited about all of these tours and then he comes back down to earth and he's like yeah 17th house of the rising sun we've seen today yeah. uh-huh. right and this is where the blah 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 was made just like the place he sees through it but he he gets hooked in by all of the marketing so you got the marketing down correctly and you've also got the product to back it up so i don't if that means anything to you you know shorten that up and put it on where it says no, the I, good I, stuff no, I, <laughs> Honestly, I really appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Where did you go to high school? So I went to high school in Montini Catholic, which is in Lombard. Uh, it's uh, so about, uh, what, 35 minutes west of the city or mm-hmm. so. Okay. Um, I'm originally from Downers Grove, which is uh, the first, uh, it's the next suburb south of where I went to high school. But uh, Okay. Yeah. Well, you're lucky our former sports guy is no longer with the show because he'd have a real problem with you because he went to Joliet Catholic and... Uh, <clears throat> 
He's the legit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I grew up around the area where Carmel, oh, sure. Carmel High School is at. And we're all products of Catholic education, which is, that's where you learn the real lessons yeah. in life, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely. All right. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, give us give us the website uh, for people who are listening. Uh, all the info is up at twodorks.com, but go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, so prohibitiontours.com, uh, you just go on there, and uh, we have the two different versions of the tour, the Hidden in Plain Sight, which is what uh, Dwyer took, and then there's also the bus tour, and uh, all the dates are up there. You just pick which one sounds good for you, pick a date uh, if it's open, and uh, plenty of dates open for the rest of the summer, so jump on there and find a tour, and come, uh, you're going to see me. It's going to be me. That's right. So Poor Bill's mom. <laughs> If you call and it says operators are currently dealing with other customers, that is true because the operators are currently all on the radio with us right That's now. That's right. I love that uh, we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of feedback on the app and uh, and emails and stuff. So Adam, he just sent in. He's like, my grandfather owned a tavern in Dubuque, served time in jail for serving alcohol during Prohibition. Which again is something that that Jonathan gets into about what prohibition prohibited, and it's amazing because what you think you know you don't, and that's why this is such a great tour. So he goes back and he says it was widely thought and sadly unconfirmed that Capone visited the tavern often because that's the lore, right? Everybody thought Capone visited their tavern. That's what gave their tavern uh, notoriety. It's what gave them security in a lot of ways. Legitimacy. Legitimacy. And so all of these stories kind of build up. So he goes on to say, uh, Capone visited the tavern often and knew my grandfather well. That is the unconfirmed uh, rumor. He says, fun connection to Capone in Chicago. That being little old Dubuque, Iowa. And Galena, of course, is another yeah, market that can sure. hear us. Uh, so I just, I love this connection. It's a very Midwest thing. And, um, you know, uh, here in Davenport, where we live, um, this was a huge uh, area for German immigrants. Um, just like uh, St. Louis like was. Social clubs. That's yeah. There's a there's a tavern in right. East in the East Village that supposedly has a doorway that goes from that particular tavern into a legitimate business that you could get through. And uh, I mean, the history is there. How much of it is true, you don't know. But it's the lore that you create and that you sort of crave. So, I think great job. Check out this tour if you get a chance. Uh, I can't wait for the staff to meet you, man, because I, I really think you just do a hell of a job. I really do. It's hard to stick out in Chicago, oh, man. Thanks. It's hard to stick out in Chicago. I tell you what, I'm going to send my mother to go on this tour, and she's going to fact check you, and you better have it in order because she's got a red pen, I, I, and she's I, not afraid I, I, to use it, fella. What? <laughs> what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Not only is she welcome, she's my guest. I'm putting her on for free just so that she does that the entire time. I well, I so could not. I forth. could not accept that. Hang on, and I'll have Goose give you my mother's Wait number. a minute! <laughs> I can't do that. All right, brother. We gotta go. Thank you so much. I appreciate you talking to us. Thanks, man. dude. You're very welcome. All man. right. Take yeah. care.